If you know me, you know I love high-quality clothes and occasionally a luxury item here or there, but I hate spending luxury prices, so I rarely buy anything really nice for myself. That was until I discovered Quince. They have so much good stuff for you guys. Quince offers a range of high-quality items at prices within reach. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters from $50, washable silk tops and dresses, organic cotton sweaters, and 14-karat gold jewelry. The best part is that everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Love that. It's also really important to me that the clothes I wear are created in a safe environment. And Quince only works with factories that use ethical and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So obviously, I really love that. I bought a Mongolian cashmere sweater from Quince and no joke, I have worn it once a week, all fall and winter long. It's so soft, premium quality, and looks like I spent a fortune on it, but it was only 50 bucks. I've told all of my friends about Quint. I also love their men's line and have gotten some nice activewear and performance tees for Andrew that he loves. Give yourself the luxury you deserve with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eastham for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eastfam to get free shipping and a 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Eastfam. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples. And the things they go through. We laughed so hard during this interview. This was a fun one. It was it a fun was. one. It was. Mandy and Danae. Danae is someone we met during the celebrity softball game here in Nashville, which Andrew was like the MVP of. We had a blast. We yes. had a blast. But Danae is hysterical. She's a comedian. She was also like a boss player herself. She won a national championship in softball yes. at University of Alabama. Just an amazing athlete, but also a hilarious comedian. We wanted to have her and her wife, Mandy, on the show. And we had a lot of giggles, but also a lot of serious talk. So we talked about Very. religion mm-hmm. and how that's shaped their experience we talked about their relationship with their parents Mm -hmm. which got i I feel like pretty sensitive and i learned a lot now that we're raising two kids of ourselves like i feel like i have a new perspective on how i want to approach that relationship and um also just how they've evolved growing in their careers Mm -hmm. uh moving cities uh they've been through a lot and it was really fun to, to talk to him. So, Danae, Mandy, thank you for giving us time. We hope you enjoy this interview. And if you want to learn more about Danae, hear her comedy. She also has some <laughs> yeah. songs out on Spotify. Yes. We'll link that information down below. But without further ado, we bring you Danae and Mandy. Gymnastics, I know it's a team sport, but like it's solely dependent on one person at one time, you yeah. know? But it was really cool last night, though, when we were watching the floor routines. Like the the other like the team they on the side dance on the side. It's like they memorize the floor routine and do it while they're doing it. Mm-hmm. It yeah. be it started out as like a shocking thing that you would see, and now it's like a requirement that from yeah. teams they're like, well, if they're doing it, you have to do it. So, so see, I hated that in softball when we were like the, the whole cheer. Yeah. G double O D E Y E. Hate it. That was totally it. But I God, I hate that. Didn't you? No. What? You enjoyed the also, cheering? Yeah, just because, like, I think energy is real, and you're like, you know? wow. wow. Yeah. Me, I was like, y'all, shut up. I'm trying to hit the damn ball. Yeah. Like, be <laughs> yeah. quiet. Yeah. That yeah. was more me. I, yeah. like, didn't hear it anyway. Yeah. So I'd just be like, stop screaming. Dude, yeah. you're 
your facial, like not facial, <laughs> that was bad. Your like zone mentality yeah, that a, that poise. How does a sixteen year old? I guess if you've done it all through up to that point, yeah. but like you're in front of a massive stadium at sixteen. I don't know. I will say to a certain extent, it's easier at sixteen than it is at our age. That's true. Because like. That makes sense. At 16, you don't have the mental capacity to understand the magnitude of the, the situation. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. You're just playing. I started to understand it right as the Olympics were happening. And so I'm really glad that, like, that was just the <laughs> beginning of it and not, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, I ended up retiring because I tried to go a second time and. Yeah, a lot of. I wasn't able to heaviness. process it. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. That is wild to think about because yeah. I, I j Mandy and I both grew up playing competitive softball and like in front of the biggest stages you know but I don't know if I could have done that was different I was 21 then when we won or like 19 when we won the national championship Maddie yeah. Chan let's go yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, my it's like 80 times Xander <laughs> is full hype no, dude I, I love when him when Danae and I first met I was like oh yeah I think we had some chest bumps yeah we did, like, did. Yeah. I got home and I was like Mandy I really hope Andrew doesn't think I'm a complete idiot <laughs> Oh, total wavelength. Oh. Same wavelength. Yeah. Do you remember the comment I made? Whenever <laughs> I told Ernest goes, dude, what happened to Andrew out there? And I was like, dude, I think he got caught addressed in his crotch. <laughs> yeah. like, and then and then Sean was like, You told him that? And I was like, Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, and then Ernest looked at me and he goes, Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of weird that like uh, you knew he was doing that. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I was uh, just yeah. playing. It oh, did though. It's a nervous tick I have, uh, to be honest with you. Just you go for the crotch. Yeah, hundred percent. It's like, oh no, dude, I made that completely up. I didn't like. <laughs> I didn't see you out there. I like oh, just completely. That's why I thought it was so funny that you like told Ernest because I was like, he for sure was. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you caught that. I was like, of course. Uh, no, I just completely made that up that just to so get funny. Ernest reaction so you were 19 when you won the national championship Sorry, yeah oh uh, let's go back to that yeah, yeah. 19 <laughs> uh a complete and utter mess of a human being at 19 so that's why when we were watching your stuff last night i was just like wow did you play softball in college i did where yeah at seattle university oh nice. she was a pitcher yeah. aka always, princess always. how'd you meet instagram believe yeah. it or not yeah. Slid into her DMs. Well, <laughs> I, I was still very much in the closet, guys. I was in Alabama, still living in my hometown. So I was too scared, even in the private DMs, to be like, hey, you're cute. So well, I, we both played softball, so it's like an 80% chance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially college, yeah. yeah. I was like, well, there is a chance. <laughs> play softball? softball. Yeah. Um, but no, I saw her, and I thought she was so pretty, and I followed her and then i did the whole unfollow because she didn't follow me back. oh <laughs> wow yeah and then finally like what um maybe a month later yeah i saw her profile again it just popped up on my explore page and i followed her and then um she finally followed me back and it was yeah. just my utter charm no charisma it no no, no. <laughs> <Good looks. laughs> no. Well, it's so ironic about our life now. It's right when Instagram Live like popped off. Okay. Like I think it just became a thing actually. And Danae hopped on, and I was like, "Oh, what's this chick doing on Instagram Live? Nobody's doing that at the time." And she actually was like in the gym working out, and she started being really funny. And so I was like laughing at her video, and I'm like, "How is that such a full circle thing of like 
me actually trusting that she was a real person was because of Instagram Live. And then Hi. we started talking from then. Yeah, I cracked some joke. I feel really bad. Shout out to the guy that I kind of like <laughs> made the joke at his expense. Yeah. But we were at the gym. It was just me and this guy. And he was probably like 16. It was like <laughs> one o'clock in the morning. And I went live on Instagram for no reason. I have no idea. Just like the feature just happened like that yeah. week. So I was at the gym and this dude looked just like Justin Bieber with his haircut. And so like I have my phone up and I'm like, what's up, y'all? Happy Instagram live. And I was like, I'm just working out with Justin Bieber. <laughs> and, and to the guy and the guy goes, like, why'd you throw me under the bus? Yeah. And uh, that one joke, Mandy thought she thought. I just thought it was so funny. I was like, I don't know why. Yeah. I don't. I, I, I think it was now. The, I'm like, it was the awkward awkwardness. Yeah, I think that. it was like his reaction, the fact that she like was being funny on video. Because like back then, like what eight years ago, people just weren't as candid on yeah. social media. So it was really refreshing to be honest. And I was like, oh, I guess we'll talk. And she's like, no, want a date? I'm like, <laughs> okay, I wasn't that forward. Yeah, wow. But like, <laughs> like to think I she wasn't. wasn't that forward. But with her words, she definitely was. I was like, okay, yeah. I guess we're dating now. Yeah. Um. But she it was, was crazy because she was living in Alabama, Alabama, and I was living in California. So I was just like, "Hey, we're gonna talk. Like, let's just meet in person, maybe." Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I flew to Alabama, and that's where we met for the first time. Wow. Yep. Yeah. And that was uh, in twenty, like February of twenty seventeen. It was a while ago. Mm-hmm. What was the first date? Well, we went and stayed at an Airbnb on the lake that I grew up on. Straight um, first day. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> no first well, day. in yeah. Alabama, I mean, like, it's not like I could, I, she couldn't have stayed at my house because my parents didn't know that I was out. <laughs> so I was like, what are you doing this weekend? I'm going to the lake. Yeah. Who are you going with? A friend, you know? Um, but no, at that time, Mandy and I had a conversation before she flew in and she was like, I think out of respect to yourself and to your parents, you should probably tell them you're hanging out with a girlfriend and so I remember um I was cooking eggs in my kitchen and my mom was sitting at the bar and she was like so what are you doing this weekend and I was like it's now or never (laughs) (laughs) so I I just watched this video on YouTube where if you count to five and then do what you're supposed to do it makes it easier yeah Mel Robbins (laughs) the five second rule (laughs) so I was like I was like oh well I just watched that video I'm gonna apply that so I was like one two three four five i'm going to the lake with my girlfriend and she's like oh you have a girlfriend like what's your girlfriend's name like girlfriend isn't best friend yeah. and i was like she drives a bmw that's the, all i could come come <laughs> up with i was like she drives a bmw and she's like oh well what does she do for a living and i was like no mom like she's my girlfriend and my mom was just like just kind of like looked at me and asked a couple like inquisitive questions about it didn't really say much about it and then I left for the lake the next day and we spent two days at the lake and it was awesome because my mom kind of like let me be like who I wanted to be for the first two days. And then obviously the questions came after once yeah. we got home. Um, but I knew it was really wild because I'll never forget this. The first day we woke up at the lake, Mandy was already sitting on the balcony and it was a sun Sunday maybe, right? It was a second day, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Mandy was watching a church service and I had so much religious trauma because of my sexuality and religion around it. Um, and so Mandy's watching a church service and I walk out and I probably watched 10 minutes of it with her and out of nowhere, I just start breaking down crying and I weeping and I was like, 
did I just like <laughs> what did like I didn't know how to react because I've never met anybody with religious trauma prior to that yeah. so I didn't I wasn't exposed to it yeah mm-hmm. but I just started like yeah weeping yeah and uh it was this very like euphoric feeling of like for the first time after so much hurt and suffering of God giving me just like a sense of peace and so in that moment I was just like this is who like this is who I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. You don't just meet this stranger off of Instagram and she flies from California to Alabama. And then you have this moment of connection over a healing religious moment. And I was like, this is it. So ever since then, I've just been like, this is my soulmate. Like I never believed in soulmates before that, but I met Mandy for 48 hours and I was like, she was made for me. I was made (laughs) for her. And uh, seven years later, it, wow. that's it <laughs> yeah. do you have a similar story mandy or i mean yeah it it's crazy because at the time i had just got out of like a really awful relationship and when danae and i first heard talking i was like there's no way mm-hmm. like i'm not interested i'm definitely not interested in somebody that's in the closet because i've been out and like proud of who i am since i was like 17 18 and so how was that for you you know, I had more internalized homophobia than experiences outside. Like, my mom was really mad at me for lying to her than she was for me having a girlfriend. And so it was really interesting that I was, like, more ashamed of myself versus, like, the people outside having opinions about it. Mm-hmm. And then once I, like, kind of got over the idea that my mom was okay, then I just – I never came out. I just <laughs> shared an Instagram photo of my girlfriend, and I just went full send. I was like, you know what? If my friends are going to – have any difference of opinion in me then this Instagram photo is going to be the thing that we're going to stop talking and that's fine with me you know and I went to college and I could kind of just fell into my identity and then never looked back and so when I met Danae that was 2017 I'd already been out for a good handful of years and very comfortable with my sexuality and it was the last thing I expected to fall in love with somebody that was in the closet where I'd never had to be you know, and I, so it's an entire different experience and like the amount of trauma that I learned about and the amount of empathy I had, like it was just wild. And the, the moment that Danae was talking about, it was like a moment of healing for me, too, because even though I didn't personally experience that from people, I, you know, I, I exposed myself to it in my own like thoughts and emotions and Growing up the, at the time that we did, you didn't see it as much, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and especially growing up in the softball world, you, like, heard a lot of talk about being a lesbian and, mm-hmm. like, people would make fun of you for being a lesbian. And it's just... the <laughs> It's always funny because it was like, do you wear a bow or do you not wear a bow? I wore a darn bow. I wore a bow, time. too. I was like, <laughs> I was bowed up. Apparently, if you wore a bow, you weren't gay. Called no bow lesbo. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, ooh, I'm not going to start that rumor about myself. Put two bows in my ponytail. <laughs> Maybe it was yeah. my mom putting the ponies or the bows in yeah. the ponytail. Yeah, but but it really is wild though. Like her growing up in Southern California and me growing up in the middle of nowhere, Alabama. Like how different our uh, childhoods mm-hmm, could be. Yeah. Um, but that's the beauty about us being together. You know, whenever I look at pictures of our kids from the past year, I'm amazed at how fast they're growing up. Oh my gosh, me too. And we've been doing a deep dive into old photos lately. Sometimes the thought hits me hard that I'm getting older too. And this has led me to think a lot about the legacy I want to leave behind, what kind of parent I want to be, and things like our family's financial security. We've been talking a lot about this recently and are excited to share that Fabric by Gerber Life makes it simple 
to get the protection that's right for your family. Life insurance doesn't have to be some big confusing topic. Fabric by Gerber Life was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. 10 minutes is crazy fast. Plus, it's all online and on your schedule. No appointments, scheduling, or piles of paperwork. Just apply when it's convenient for you. This is the first company I've heard of where you can go from start to covered in less than 10 minutes with no health exam required, and they have a 30-day money-back guarantee. Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply in just minutes at meetfabric.com slash eastfam. That's meetfabric.com slash eastfam. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash eastfam. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company, not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. We'll also link it down below, and let's get back to it. Sean, I got a question for you. Okay. What is it? On a scale from chug to sip, <laughs> how would you rate your hydration style? Um, interesting question. I would say I'm a sip girl. I sip on my coffee for literally hours and sip on water throughout the day. What about you? I would say I'm a chug type of guy, yeah. no doubt. But whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone. I actually really love liquid IV, especially since nursing bear. I feel like I'm always thirsty. I like that it's sugar-free and it's fun to sip on throughout the day. The flavors are really good, and I've loved having a flavored drink rather than just water in my cup. My favorite flavor is the lemon-lime, and Sean loves strawberry and tropical punch. It's crazy to me that one stick in 16 ounces of water has three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks and eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness. Yes, sir. That's why they say it hydrates better than water alone. However you hydrate, grab your liquid IV hydration multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code EASTFAM at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today. Using promo code EastFam at liquidiv.com. Heather? Do you still have religious trauma? I think that it's going to always be something I have to to work through, but I no longer have that shame of, like, I can't have a relationship with God because I'm ashamed of, of who I am. Um, I've had people ask me, well, now that you've come out, like, do you feel like you're, you no longer have a relationship with God as if like you can't have both. Mm -hmm. Um, and the craziest thing is my relationship with God has just expanded and become so colorful now versus before it was so black and white. I told Mandy and I said, we weren't going to get into this on the podcast, but I was also <laughs> taken to conversion <laughs> therapy as a kid, which is a form of therapy mm -hmm. to help you get rid of homosexuality so this was after you told your parents no this was when i was 11 so as a kid i had told my parents that i like girls and i was taken to see the psych psychiatrist that specializes in children who have told their parents that they have feelings for the same sex and then that psychiatrist helps mm -hmm. the parents and the kids guide themselves away from that quote-unquote lifestyle mm -hmm. Um, and then we never talked about it again after I went through therapy and all of that. So that's why I think it was less of a shock when I told my mom that I had a girlfriend coming into town. It was kind of mm -hmm. like, oh, those feelings that were here a decade ago are still here, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, so the religious trauma started as a, at a very, very, very young age, at 10. 
um, because the conversion therapy and the psychiatrist, it was all wrapped around mm -hmm. religion as to why you can't live this lifestyle, as to why you don't need to act on this lifestyle. So it was, I would say I, I have lived at this point with religious trauma more than I've lived without it. So I'm still navigating that world, but, um, I just, I just feel so closer to God now and better understood and more open to go to him than before, because before I felt like I was unwelcomed and ashamed of who I was. Mm. So it's still a journey I'm navigating, but it's, uh, it's a much more colorful and inviting journey, if that makes sense. You said you weren't going to get into it. I know. Well, we can get, I mean, at this point, <laughs> at this point, we're just like opened it up. Like, so. You open the door. Okay. I mean, you can't really explain our story. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. You can't really explain. It's the reason we said, we said that we didn't want to get into it because it, there's a big part of the story that started us that we don't want to have our identity for the rest of our life. Yeah. Right? And so like, but it is a part of our story. It you is. Know? And so it's, it's, it's hard to navigate not always talking about versus like living in the present, mm -hmm. you know? And so that was our conversation, but yeah. no, we are an open book about yeah. it. Okay. So. so I have one more question then. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm curious because you said at 11, you already had these feelings. You voiced them to your parents. They put you through conversion therapy. You ran away from the church because of the association with religion. So you basically went into hiding for how many years? And then when you came mm. back and you told your mom, were you just okay with the response that you're going to get, no matter what? And you said she kind of let you live your life for two days, and then the questions proceeded. Mm -hmm. Was it a was it eleven year old you all over again, or was oh, she yeah. more open? It was. Uh, I think it first started as. Danae, this is not the life I want for you. This is not the life I imagined for you. And I think it was a. Uh, she tried to shut me down really fast when she saw how persistent I was to be in a relationship with Mandy. Cause I would fly out to California like twice a month mm -hmm. and I was living with my mother at the time. My parents are since divorced. Um, as of when I was 18, people always ask that. I think the story makes more sense when you realize that my parents who are polar opposites from each other and how they, um, treat me, you, it makes mm -hmm. sense that they're not in a, in a union because mm -hmm. that would be very polarizing. Um, but no, I think she 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 definitely turned her nose up at it once she saw how uh, I was just adamant. I was Mandy. Mandy was it. Um, then it started to become more of a okay. Well, let's keep y'all's relationship a secret, but mm -hmm. as a family, we'll understand the dynamic of the relationship and. Mandy's more than welcome to go out to dinner with us. Mandy's welcome to come over for, for family <laughs> night and dinners and all of that. It was more like a it's being tolerated for the moment. Mm. Yeah. Um, which like there's so many there's like a handful of photos out there of that short stint of when Mandy was then Mandy moved to Alabama. Mm -hmm. We got our own apartment. And there's a there's a handful of photos out there of where Mandy and I are like at Top Golf with my family or we're out to dinner with my family and it looks normal, but you would just think Mandy and I were friends. Mm -hmm. It's not like Mandy and I were, you know, openly having PDA in front of our family or like holding mm -hmm. hands in front of our family. It was just like, don't ask, don't tell. This is unspoken. We understand that y'all have a one bedroom apartment, but the rest of the world doesn't need to know that. Mm -hmm. um, 
And this and was the feelings between your mother and your father? Just my mother. Okay. Um, my dad, my dad, I don't know how else to explain it other than my dad is just he's like. He's just your biggest cheerleader. He's just, um, in yeah. Anything. Great. Yeah. Um, okay. I always say that when God made my parents, he was like, I know you're going to have to be put through hell on one side of your family, so I'm going to make sure that the other side of your family is amazing. I just, I don't know how else to explain it. My dad is just my biggest cheerleader. Um, I just love him. Like, I just, there's not a single thing that I've ever done where my dad is just like, that's not good enough. <clears throat> and we've had conversations as an adult about how he allowed me to go to that conversion therapist when I was 11. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you ask him now, that's his biggest regret. But I've asked, I asked him, like, why would you... Why'd you put so much stock into into my sexuality as a kid? And he said, I was just so afraid of you growing up out in the middle of nowhere, Alabama, where if you were to have gone to high school or middle school and told one of your classmates that you were attracted to girls, that would have they would have ostracized you and bullied you for the rest of your mm -hmm. tenure there. And he was like, I was just trying to protect you. And I knew that once you got off to college, you were gonna find yourself, but I was just doing my best to keep you in this small box for as long as possible to just protect you. He was like, I went about it the wrong way, but that was my intention was protection. So, you know, I we've talked about it, Mandy and I, and uh, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what I would have done in that situation if I was him mm -hmm. back in the early two thousands yeah. in, in the middle of nowhere, Alabama. So I, I hate to fault him for that, but he was doing what he thought was best. So, closing question on this topic. Okay, um, fast forward, you guys have been married now for. Yeah. Seven years? Well, we've been Almost. together for seven. Yeah, together for seven. But married for two. Oh, amazing. Mm -hmm. no. um, has it come full circle with families? Our families... Our <laughs> 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 families, like, a part of the picture? Have we kind of walked away from family? Great question. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> well, is it an ongoing process? <laughs> close as ever with my dad and my stepmom. Okay. It's so funny because they don't shy away from... Like, even if they're at a grocery store and the the cashier is like, what are you doing this weekend? My stepmom is like, well, she's so Southern. <laughs> she's like, well, we're going to go and we're going to hang out with my daughter and her wife. You know, and the cashier is <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> you know, but but my stepmom just doesn't shy away from it. My dad is like, uh, he just He's thinks. also my biggest cheerleader. Yeah, he, uh, he thinks Mandy's awesome. the bee's knees. He's like. I don't know how you got such a hot looking wife tonight, but by God, <laughs> the, hey, the pickings are slim when you're gay. He was like, and somehow you managed to get a good looking one. So kudos to you. But uh, he just, I think he was, I think he was like deathly afraid that I was going to marry, like, uh, I don't know, some like rough and tough like woman. But, but no, we, we have not spoken to my mom going on over mm. five years. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. It's um it's one of those things where we always say you can't love somebody hard enough to make them love you back. Mm -hmm. I try that for years. I thought, well, I'll just put myself in the box she wants me to put myself in and uh what that ends up doing is it just lowers your self-worth immensely to where you end up cutting your own legs off to help somebody else and um I just got tired of doing that. And honestly, I was, I wasn't vibrant and I, 
I wasn't living a life I was proud of and my career wasn't growing because I had no self-worth so yeah it's always an ongoing conversation though like it's never I mean like I don't think you you can take trauma go to therapy for a year and then it's just gone so we always have open conversations about like how she's feeling or if something's triggered or you know and it's not something that's overtaking our life at all mm -hmm. you know but and it but it is something that like we always pulse check yeah you know and I mean, I mean like even if Danae's in Alabama I'm like how you feeling <laughs> you yeah. know yeah. like are you good are you, are you good um but it was like that was excuse me what first two years of our relationship that was just some of the hardest times in my life in terms of just accepting us working through I mean when you're dealing with somebody else's battles and also trying to build a relationship mm -hmm. at the same time it's just like that navigation process was one of the hardest things I think we've ever gone through and that's why we always say if we can get the th through the first two years of a relationship we're golden <laughs> like yeah, you know yeah. and so after after that we just I feel like with every piece of adversity or triumph or with her career now it's just like everything feels so celebratory um which is why we try to focus on now presently instead mm -hmm. of what has or been you know done to us or what has happened yeah, yeah. it's interesting i've uh if there's anything i've learned in our seven years of marriage it's like when there's areas of friction i used to just get bummed out and disappointed and like dang what the mm -hmm. heck is this what do i do like she's annoying me why does she <laughs> why does she have to be like that right yeah. um but i've learned to try to look at that frustration and be like, okay, well, what is that saying about like me? Mm -hmm. What can I learn about that? That being said, relationship with your mom or like siblings, mm -hmm. it's such a different game. Yeah. But for what it's worth, it might be, you know, I lost my dad six months ago. It's like parents, that relationship is precious. So obviously there's a lot of life that I am not, privy to but coming up with a game plan to see if that could be rectified just you know. we've you know we've thought about what that would look like and i think what we we've never actually expressed is there's been things beyond just sexuality in that relationship. yeah we yeah. we yeah. keep that relationship zipped up yeah things that because you know it's tough because the Bible talks about honoring your mother and father and your days will be longer. And you mm -hmm. want to, you want to always make sure you're respectful because the, the world doesn't need to know all the mm -hmm. ins and outs. Um, Good with that. So we, yeah. So we, we button it up as just. Gotcha. I think it's easy to explain the trauma versus all of the, the, the religious trauma and the, you know, the conversation about her sexuality, but there's so much more to it. That yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's probably honestly like thirty percent of it. So <laughs> we can move on. Yeah, we can move on. But let me say this. Let me say this last thing. It's it's one of those things where, you know, I I I do my best to try and remain in, in a respectful manner yeah. because I'm never trying to tarnish somebody else's livelihood or career or the rest of their days here on this earth. But I'm also trying to protect my side of the family, which is now my wife yeah. and our future kids. So I have to always make sure that I'm respectful of both. Cause if I just like yeah. were to come out and just do like a whole damn tell all, you know, <laughs> yeah. 
I feel yeah. like that actually speaks volumes of the person that I am yeah. mm. versus what the actual memoir or tell all would look like. Yeah. You you would find some juicy details in there and be like, oh my God, that makes sense now. But that also would make me look like a horrible person. Yeah. So we just zip it up and keep it as sexuality isn't. I dig it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So next question. Well, so, can ahead. I add one thing? That's something Andrew and I have talked about a lot because he definitely comes from a family that's more like family is everything. Mm -hmm. Right. No matter what, we're going to always like work to maintain this like large family. I come from a family of like blood doesn't matter. Mm. It's like your family is your family that like you would ride and die for mm -hmm. that like kind Whether of they're related or not. Whether right. they're related or not. <clears throat> but something Andrew and I really had to work on from his family and like dynamics was the whole like biblical leave and cleave of like, just like you said, I have to protect my wife. Mm -hmm. I have to protect our family now. Right. And we have, we have our first priority and duty to protect us. Right. Before we go to the outskirts. Yeah. And that can be really hard and the dynamics are very difficult. Mm -hmm. And what is best for us sometimes <laughs> would not be best for an extended family. Right. So. Yeah. And I, you know, it's funny because I'm more teeter on Andrew's side where <laughs> Mandy, <laughs> Mandy is like very much like you, Sean, yeah. where, you know, it's like how you treat me repetitively is actually how you are. It doesn't matter if we're first cousins or yes. nieces and whatever. Me on the other hand, I'm like. You talk about your third cousin twice removed as family. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. What do you have to I know. I, 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 I think it's because I. Like, you I, don't know their name. <laughs> That's that's why that whole situation was I got you. heartbreaking because yeah. yeah. I come from a family where like, you know, we go to Christmas and Thanksgiving <laughs> and like 80 of us show up. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I don't even know any of my family. I say, there might be five of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. OK, mamas, ladies, after having three babies, I never thought I would wear an underwire bra again until I found skims. So right before I had bear. Skims sent me a couple of maternity bras, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to wear maternity bras. They're so uncomfortable. They're not for me. I tried them on. They are the most supportive, most amazing, only maternity bra I have worn this entire pregnancy. On top of that, the material is so soft, and the straps are adjustable for maximum comfort, and it fits every woman out there. They have a million sizes to choose from. My favorite Skims bra ever is the, quote, fits everybody t-shirt bra and it's literally the best t-shirt bra i have ever worn it's seamless flawless perfect you're going to love it if you're a fan of no underwire the products i would highly recommend are the wireless form t-shirt bra and the no-show unlined demi bra i like the color sand because you can't see it through white t-shirts which is the color i usually go with but they have a color for everybody whether you're pregnant postpartum nursing or none of the above and you just want a good bra, go to Skims. They've got one for everyone. Shop Skims bras at skims.com. Now available in 62 sizes, 30A all the way to 46H. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select couple things in the drop-down menu that follows skims.com um, i do want to touch on the religious trauma since yeah. danae experienced it but you yeah. didn't yes how did you circumvent that like i think so when danae and i first met and that first night happened where i saw her response to 
practice religion. You know, it wasn't even a response to Jesus. It wasn't a response to faith. It was literally a response to practice religion because I was watching an actual service with, you know, Mm -hmm. a beautiful sermon. But um, watching that transpire, there was nothing a part of me that was affected by it personally. But I was like so devastated that anybody could create a relationship with God or instill the belief mm-hmm. that a relationship with God looks like that. And so I, I'm in a, I'm a very big fixer. Like I was like, no, no, no. If you've never seen unconditional love, I'm going to prove it to you and I'm going to show you. And it was my immediate thing to show Danae a unwavering love about your faith and whatever that looked mm-hmm. like for her. And I was, I was not going to tell her, Hey, you have to believe in God if we're going to be together or you have to pray with me or anything like that. I just, I tried to do my best to instill a beautiful spirituality about her versus like practice religion. And mm-hmm. I tried to separate the two conversations. And then we worked really hard through therapy. She went to therapy for her religious trauma for a year straight and we'd come back. She would tell me what she learned and we would talk through it every single week. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it hurt me to see it more than it hurt me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, at the same time, when I lived in Alabama, I started feeling those things like maybe we are like, you know, second guessing myself for the first time in my life. So it was hard for her to watch both transpire. Like I was trying to fight back the unconditional love and show her that. But then I was also like trying not to second guess myself at the same time because I, I was all alone in Alabama other than Danae. Like I didn't have any friends. I didn't have any family. And because we were in the closet, it was like, how do I meet friends? Like I can't tell them that we're together, you know, even our neighbors didn't know. Mm -hmm. Obviously they knew because we lived in a one bedroom apartment, but you slept on the couch. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But we never had the conversation of like, Oh, this is my girlfriend, you know? And so Mm. I think at the end of the day, it came back from me just being so secure in my beliefs. And I think that came from my parents raised me not to push me into religion, but to push me to believe in something that was higher than myself. And my mom did such a phenomenal job and we've talked about this. I literally like three weeks ago, I was like, thank you so much Mm. for never pushing religion on me, but always encouraging a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. It's so beautiful and polarizing and so different. Cause then after we lived in Alabama for a year, then we moved to California for two years and lived 10 minutes from her mom. And her mother is one of the most, spiritual people I've ever been around. She doesn't make a decision unless it's rooted right in her heart and with God. I mean, it is like this woman, the the relationship she has with God is just like so admirable. Like I look at it and I'm like, I want that too. And so when we moved out there, I got firsthand experience of being next to her mom for two whole years. And I was just like, like my eyes were just so open all the time because I went from this organized religious trauma to what functioning in a certain piece looks like and you can you can't color outside of the lines you have to be here the whole time and a lot of public image is involved and all of that to then moving out to California and watching her mom just like draw me closer and closer and closer. And it was like, I had broken off so many pieces of shame and guilt and shame and unworthiness. And Debbie, which is her mom's name, Debbie gets 
so much of that credit. Mm. And luckily, she's moving to Nashville, so I get to be around <laughs> it more. She's an amazing human being, though. Yeah. I was watching a video on your YouTube channel. You moved from Alabama to California to Austin to Nashville in like a pretty small amount of time. We did, yeah. yeah. Our parents what? think we're absolutely crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you just love moving. Well, no, no not really. <laughs> we were. I think in order to start the relationship, I was working as a real estate agent in Alabama, so I couldn't just. That's bothering me. Got okay. it. <laughs> um, so we I talked about we need lint rollers for <laughs> these. There's a lot of lint. Because uh, I couldn't just up and move, Mandy ended up starting her own business on online on mm -hmm. Instagram, and so she was able to move. So once we got there for a year, we were like, "We know this isn't our forever spot." So then we moved to California mm -hmm. for two years. We thought we'd be there, be out there a lot longer. Mm -hmm. um, then the pandemic happened, and stuff was just bananas. Well, we were both self self employed, where we could live anywhere, and then we started looking at real estate prices mm -hmm. at twenty. Four, We're like, man, I really like, don't want a $900,000 studio apartment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't really yeah. think that's the life I want to live. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it was pretty crazy because then we started looking at other states just to like kind of explore. And we're like, we weren't set on anything. And my parents kept saying like, you would love Austin, Texas. And I was mm -hmm. like, okay, I don't know what the heck's in Austin, Texas. So we went there to visit, not thinking that we were going to move there, not thinking that we were even looking at houses. We found one house on Realtor. Um, which is funny because it was a Sunday night. She found it on Realtor while we were still in California. We booked a flight two days later to go visit Austin just to look at the house and see the area and stuff. Um, but again, just mo mm -hmm. mostly visiting Austin. By day two, we signed a contract to build the house. I was like, well, I guess. That's awesome. Y'all move like, quick, man. It's like, yeah, dude. It, lesbians, man. We're going to we'll lake pack up days. and get in a U-Haul in two yeah. days. <laughs> and then we'll be on our third house yeah. by year two. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is crazy. I mean, like, but our time in Austin was wonderful. Like, we love the city. It it's just, very much like Nashville. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It just didn't feel like us and, you know, my sweet wife over here needed to be back in the South. Yeah, like yeah. she, like this sweet southern girl. I was like, like look, if I have the <laughs> thickest southern accent on our block, I'm in the wrong place. Yeah. Yeah. Like I need to be back in in the deep south. So then, Nashville's the better Austin. I yeah. agree. Yeah, I agree. Actually, it's not. For those of y'all watching that are trying to move to Nashville, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, no. Nashville's horrible. Uh, Don't come here. So bad. Um, no, but uh, Mandy's parents then let us know that they uh, were going to retire. They're going to retire here. So That's we were like, awesome. well, I'd like to be two hours from my dad. So then. We move, yeah. but yeah, it does look very sporadic. We look like we're crazy people. I get yeah. it. I feel like we need to start. Telling I wish people, we just went from like Alabama to Nashville versus the entire. Yeah, I mean, really we did the lap. same exact thing. Where'd y'all? Hold on, <laughs> yeah, wait. Where y'all? We live? were all well, in a, bouncing around the NFL. Uh, we were oh, constantly yeah. moving. We did our stint in California for two or three years. Mm -hmm. Back in Nashville, we talked about going to Indianapolis. Yeah. We've been. We've been all over as well. Yeah, we I guess it. it makes a little more sense, though, because it was like a job. We were just like psycho people <laughs> doing like a victory <laughs> lap around the U.S. But there's yeah. something yeah. there. We have also had these conversations. There's something so cool about being with your spouse and having that life of like. I don't know how to say it. We, t we talk about this like this contentment of so many people are born and raised in middle of nowhere, Alabama and 
They live there for the rest of their lives. They work a nine to five. They have like dreams to aspire, like to go other mm-hmm. places, but they just won't. Yeah. Right. There's something so fun about doing that with your spouse. Yeah. Because it's like, that's all I need right now. Oh, yeah. you should have seen. It's so cool. The look on my face, like the faces of my neighbors and people <laughs> I grew up with. Because I had never lived outside of my hometown other than just briefly going to college an hour away. And I was like, I'm moving in California. And they were yeah. like, what? <laughs> You're like, why? Yeah. I was like, well, how do I explain that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, my friend. Well, my really pretty friend yeah. that shares the bed with me. <laughs> We're moving together. Uh, no, but California yeah. was fun. We lived in Huntington Beach. Beautiful. Yeah. But are you guys frequent Zillow surfers? That's Hell a- yeah. Oh <laughs> I stay on Zillow <laughs> weekly we, for me. We were just sending a house to each other this morning. <laughs> I was like, babe, there's 180 acres listed. <laughs> like, what are you trying to do? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe In we- Nashville? <laughs> yeah. Is that like uh, an hour and a half away? I'll show it to you. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's like yeah. 20 minutes north of Nashville. Wait, you should show Janae. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude. Miss Natty Champ we're herself. trying to get a. We need a community to go plans. in on the we thing together. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is it, a, it makes it sound like a softball field or something. You know Mookie Betts? Yeah. Well, we it, don't need a, hey, hey, keep it on the oh, DC. Yeah, sorry, sorry. sorry. Don't, okay. don't look this up, guys. Don't all look right, this all up. right. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll chat. Okay. Um, okay. You guys share your lives all over the internet like we do. Yes. Unfortunately, yes. You subject yourselves to millions of opinions on a daily basis. Love that for us. And considering your roots are so spread out, Mm. You have very southern, middle of nowhere, Alabama. <laughs> you have California. Yes. You have very religious, organized religion. Mm-hmm. You have California. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> not organized religion, but religious, yeah. spiritual. How do you navigate that on a daily basis, subjecting yourselves to opinions of every kind? God, I, uh, tell me if I'm over speaking, but I don't feel like, I, like, no joke. We do not get a ton of, like, hate over our sexuality. Like, no, like, seriously, I, Mandy told me this quote a couple of years ago, and it was, at confident, nobody will question you. And ever since Mandy and I are just unapologetically and confident in our relationship, mm-hmm. and we put our best foot forward, we really don't get a ton of hate about our sexuality. Now, what we do get a ton of hate <laughs> about, which... People are like, how the hell did this hillbilly land this girl? And I'm like, that's what y'all are upset about? Yeah, I think the only comments come from like, oh, Mandy actually isn't gay. She's secretly dating somebody or something like oh, that. Oh, like so when we the weirdest to- comments. Oh, the Tim McGraw. My God, I, I did an interview with Tim McGraw. And Casual. everyone's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. <laughs> I'm like sweating thinking about it. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but people are like, oh, yeah, she's definitely straight. I'm she's like, definitely into Tim. Yeah, Sorry, like, Danae. And I'm like, like, he could be my dad. Everybody's into Tim. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Just because Who's not into right? Tim McGraw? <laughs> yeah. That would be um, weird if my wife didn't think Tim McGraw was hot. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. thought Tim McGraw was hot. Yeah, I think Danae was sweating more than I was. Dude, his chest muscles? Oh, my God. <laughs> Things harder than dinner plates. <laughs> you have me dying with that. He oh was so nice. Shout have out you to seen him. his whole rig that he travels with? Oh yeah, the workout the tour bus. Oh, yes. with the workout. Stuff? It is the oh. coolest yeah. thing I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. Well, his chest muscles show yeah. that he's that is very fit. The, and then on top of that, the only hate you get is p- some people think that her comedy is immature. That's the only conversations. But I've, it's comedy. I know. I'm like. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> 
<laughs> what like, am what I supposed do to do? Expect? Have mature comedy? I mean, yeah. anyways, yeah. but I feel like that would go off the rails. Um, yeah, there is really one it. thing about I think us that we purposely do tastefully, and I'm gonna. That sounds like I'm like boasting about ourselves, but even though we're a gay couple, we don't lead with our sexuality. Mm-hmm. And that's been something really important to us. And I think that people respect us more as a couple because we're not in your face gay people versus well, more like, of like, we don't label ourselves. Yeah. Like it's not necessarily like in your face gay. It's, we've talked about this. It's more of like, we don't have the rainbow flags in our bio and hashtag LGBTQ this and hashtag lesbian this. It's just like. <laughs> it's Mandy and Danae before it's Mandy and Danae, yeah. the gay yeah. couple. We just want to you know? show people, like the biggest thing is, is we want to show people that you can live a normal, successful, mm-hmm. happy life and also happen to be gay instead of let's make because I have nothing else interesting about me, let's make my entire identity about my sexuality. Yeah. And I just want the younger generation that are creators or that are professionals or going into business or going into their classrooms to know that you can be you can be confident in your sexuality, but don't allow it to take up so much space that it absorbs and overshadows who you are as a person because there's so much uniqueness to each of us as individuals Mm -hmm. and if we only allow one brand one umbrella of hashtag lgbtq to absorb who we are we're not allowing our friends like you guys to see that we have common interests like Mm -hmm. andrew and i could be buds we could (laughs) like you know what i mean like we could hang out but if i'm just like constantly talking about like this or that then it overshadows it and that's one thing that we've actually found really remarkable on social media is that a lot of the couple things that we share is the same kind of couple Mm -hmm. things that you guys go through. I mean, we've already related on so many different topics already. And so when we're sharing our relationship, like I think it's refreshing, especially for people in the middle of nowhere, Alabama to see that my wife does husband thing all of the time, Mm -hmm. like all of the time. Like the noise are really bad. No, I'm I'm not just like, there's there's so many more commonalities to our (laughs) Uh relationship than there are differences Uh to any normal relationship. And it's been really amazing to see the support around that. Yeah. What's for sure. The, what's the A on your necklace for? The A? Is that an A? M. Oh, and, oh that makes Mandy? sense. That makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Uh, have, you, have you taken batting practice from Mandy? I don't want to. She, <laughs> she throws heaters? She, well, the thing about Mandy... Oh, it's it's been about eight years since she's pitched. (laughs) So it it, it can get a little sporadic, you know, like uh, your safety. You don't want to. I've seen her pitch in the front yard, you know, like she'll throw one just like piping down the middle. I've pitched for eight years. Remember at the lake, you know, piping down the middle and then maybe one up near the (laughs) (laughs) head. Remember the the celebrity softball game when you dropped a pop fly? Oh, oh yes. thank man. You. See, marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Normal. Yeah. Do you guys work out together? Um, we used to. We don't as much anymore, just because okay. our gym space is kind of tight. But we oh, we just to. can't. Yeah, we don't work out together. Yeah, we we started a workout yesterday. I said, "Can you can you maybe pause? I'm just gonna." <laughs> she was like, "Do you think maybe you could not use the whole mirror?" And I was like. I'm sorry that the mirror is this wide. Like, <laughs> do you want half a shoulder and I'll get half a shoulder? Like, how does that make sense? One of us needs to be the mirror person. Uh, yeah. So that worked. Out, that workout was like six minutes. And then <laughs> I walked downstairs and then we re- she continued and then I walked back up 45 yeah. minutes later. It was great. Yeah. Wait, the, the gym's too tight for two. Yeah. I, I started like- signing up for your workout program. 
the you what? I started signing up for your workout program. You signed up for like ours? Like the Google form thing. I I, I didn't, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not lying. No, and then, no and then I, saw, I saw a picture of uh, of Danae with the Bama. It was like the before and after. The Where Bama is he? Picture. We need to get this down. <laughs> we need to get this off the internet. Oh no, that was an old I business. Think, of I took ours. a screenshot because I thought oh, no. <laughs> that was such an old business of ours. Wait, I saw that. Oh, I got the, yeah. No, but did you see that? I but saw did you the see the after, after picture. You saw. Yeah, <laughs> I was thicker Instagram. than a snicker. Like oh I was. Hey. Hey, you were dinking them home runs. I bet. Boom uh, yeah. <laughs> my, my coach, his motto when he recruits people in Alabama, um, he says that to me, like you know, he shouldn't be saying this, <laughs> but he does, and it, he says. I like a girl with a big ass because big ass, big power. And I'm like, coach, you can't say that anymore. <laughs> I was like, yeah. you're going to get me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, can't say God. that. Oh, but no, I, I was a, I was thick at Alabama. Dang. I was like, uh, I was probably 35 pounds heavier than I am now. I'm five, I was five foot nine, about 180. Yeah, I was, I was crushing. But burgers. <laughs> 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 no. Andrew, you got a tattoo. 50 250 thick boy thick boy yeah i'm like 220 now i still feel big but it's like bro my legs they were were he was thick thick. i can't even imagine you at 250 i I got pictures and i had dreadlocks at one point in my life not with me (laughs) me. and then directly after that phase i was like a frat boy so it's like it, there's a lot. You were wearing on. you were wearing boat to... shoes with Abercrombie and Fitch polos. <laughs> no, I never. And <laughs> in, no, no, this is directly after dreads. Oh, phase. I was like, dude, what? He went from he went from drug rugs and dreads oh. to Abercrombie polos, like, like with the moose on it. Yes. And no, I did not have it. Was not, I did not okay. pleated khaki shorts. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, we all went through some. Was that college? Was that college? Yeah. That was the beginning of dating me. And I was like, we what could is? work on this no, a little I did, bit. I like, to, I like to diversify interests because it's like an empathy building exercise. Yeah, but the, like, I did my senior year of high school, I did a, a theater play because I was like, I don't understand why people do this. And I did it, yeah, man. slayed it. Friends. He also and joined then, a frat. And then I, uh, is that empathy too? Yeah, that was my junior really? year. Really? I literally, because I, I, I wanted to know what the, uh, what do you call it, the pledge process was like. Yeah. yeah. So but then I you DM didn't this, do the I pledge DM'd the, the pledge leader beforehand. I was like, this better be the hardest thing I've ever gone through. <laughs> and it, it was actually weird. The whole it was actually <laughs> weird. <laughs> yeah, they make it seem like you're going to be in like this dark basement doing like seances and stuff. We kind of did that, to oh, be honest. I'm glad it was true. You didn't do that? No, I never joined. I don't... First of all, I don't think I could have joined a fraternity, and I definitely <laughs> wouldn't have been to a sorority. I was Especially in, that, in Alabama, sorority is uh, different yeah. level. I have a character that I play on TikTok called Emma K. Grace, and I get <laughs> super dolled up. And uh, I'm like, hey, y'all, I'm Emma K. Grace, rushing for the University of Alabama. My daddy just bought me this St. Laurent bag. My daddy doesn't always buy me stuff, but when he does, he buys me the good stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God. Today, you act like you didn't used to wear Miss Me jeans and hoop earrings. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> I had hoop all the earrings. You Do you remember the big hoop phase, though? Yes. What about the bangles? Bigger the better. Yeah. What's a oh, bangle? bangles? The yeah. bangle Pretty bracelets. Much hoop earrings for your wrist. Oh, like hoop earrings for your wrist. Rule. You had to like, yes. do this to get your. But you do a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. So you can make noise. Yeah. <laughs> who uh, who is more creative between the two of you? She's more creative when it comes to strategy and marketing and having a game plan. Like she's helping me write my comedy show right now. 
Um, I think performance wise, like that wasn't the question <laughs> here, but creativity here. She She's is. Like, I'm the show. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She's Mandy does a ton, yeah. a ton of writing, especially with jokes. But like, Danae is so good at improv of anything. Like if I mean, she can have a conversation about anything and everything. And then with her comedy and stuff, it's just like so quick wit. I think with me, it's a lot more like strategy. I, I, I love creation process. I mean, I study strategic communications in university and I love marketing. That's what I was doing prior to um, influencing so- social media. I was like, I don't even know what to call it. Yep. Social media life. Um, but I just, I love creating. Like I love video. I love photo. I love spatial creation. I just am a very creative person. Yeah. But she's also like really, really, like to me, her bread and butter is marketing like strategy mm-hmm. I guess. yeah she's a she's a fantastic she's got a brain for understanding trends and where the world's moving i was gonna say obviously we're still getting targeted for your before and after ad <laughs> i You're don't doing know where that's right i did get a message today saying i think you've been hacked so maybe that's a, a part of that i have no what? idea it's funny you said this though because i distinctly remember seeing you a couple of days ago on instagram as before and after yeah. And then somebody's using it. It's not us. Oh. Oh, somebody Uh-oh. is using an ad. Like, it was a post? I, I'm not going to lie. I, I didn't <laughs> take it in a lot, but I was like, Danae. Yeah. That's definitely. Somebody's, that's yeah, somebody's using it. Yeah. Kind of like they did old Lainey Wilson. Did y'all see that one? No. no. What happened? So, you know how Lainey lost some weight over the past year? Oh. People are saying that she takes their weight loss gummies. And so, Lainey <laughs> got on uh, Instagram. She's like, hi, y'all. I want to let y'all know, I lost weight because I'm hustling my butt off. I don't take weight loss gummies. Wow. And I was <laughs> that like, would be nice, though. She's like, that would be nice, though. So I need to get on there yeah, and tell people. Yeah, I don't people. know where that is. That's why I was like, where did you guys oh, see no, that? Oh, no, no. I found the link, though. And I know exactly where it is. Okay. Is it? But I got a targeted ad. Well, well it's on a YouTube video, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's oh. on an old YouTube video in the uh, description. But that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. All Who, right, who's your creative inspiration? Do you have any, like, creators that you... Creators or comedians? Or... Yeah, I uh, I like Cat Williams. Oh wow! I, for whatever wow. reason, this little white girl from Alabama, like all of her favorite comedians are all black guys, and it's <laughs> so funny because it's like I grew up in a predominantly uh, white town, but my dad's favorite comedians were Dave Chappelle and Cat mm-hmm. Williams, um, Tracy Lawrence, not Tracy Lawrence, Martin Lawrence. Crazy Lawrence, I'm who you freaking Martin Lawrence. Um, shout out to Tracy though, great song. Man. Yeah, you're missing your icon. I was gonna say you're also a country music singer yeah. these yeah, days. Yeah, it's getting weird, y'all. Writing a full length album. Who am I missing? Lucille Ball. Oh she yeah, wasn't black though. Oh, wow. I was going through my favorite black. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I'm surprised you didn't say that. Well, that, yes, that's her biggest inspiration for a comedy. Really? Yeah. And yeah. Lucille Ball. Man, Lucille. Oh, my gosh. She changed the game. Yeah. She truly did change the game when it comes to women in comedy, especially in that era. Not Liza Koshy? Are you a Liza Koshy fan? She doesn't know who that is. I I just I just showed you her. She was like... She got oh, the really TikTok girl. You mm-hmm. should look at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, no, she has yeah. Some yeah, that good she's she's not a TikTok girl. Sorry. She's <laughs> a TikTok girl. She's a started on TikTok. No, she started, started on Vine. On oh, Vine. yeah. She started on Vine, but YouTube, and then she's been in a lot of. She's been yeah. in like every movie I've seen lately. You gotta, she's like now transitioning into like Hollywood. Yeah. She got 
she was the biggest creator yeah. on social. I would say notes. she's transitioned. She's there. Oh yeah, yeah. she's like yeah, arrived. Yeah. Yes, I mean because she was in this movie and then she started promoting this movie and then she was in. Yeah, yeah she's and she's no. like no longer on socials. No, as much. But go back no. and watch her YouTube video. Oh you God. can take notes because she does different characters. But like uh, Jet, what's his last name? Jet Kaczynski or something like that. Oh my okay. God, she, she has different. And Helga, I okay. used to love. Oh like, my gosh, I, I'm a no, YouTube. Geek. I would I say go watch her on like tiktok though because her youtube no are take like, it back youtube <laughs> I, <laughs> but she does her short skits on tiktok yeah. which like give you the summary of her comedy okay yeah. i'll i'll find her youtube i long literally format. just showed her i showed you her what like a month ago I was like, yeah. how do you not know who this is? Because we were watching a movie with she her is. in it. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I have no idea. I'm not a huge consumer, though. Like, yeah. I have my people that are like, and I'm not out trying to like find more. I, yeah. I got my people. Like, I'll watch Cat Williams from the early 2000s, Dave Chappelle before like 2004, and then Lucille Ball. Like, I've, you know, I've got my people that I like, and then I just don't consume a lot of content. Like, that's probably better. Yeah. I don't know. She assumed. But I, what's her name? Eliza? Liza. Liza. I'll send you a link. link. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're going to love Shout it. out send, to Liza. I'll send you some TikTok. Yeah. Please do. I can't <laughs> wait to watch her. Um, oh it doesn't have to be the closing question, but I'm just curious. I want to no, jump to I'm it. I'm having fun. I know. Let's just hang out. Andrew would keep <laughs> every get. We I, need to start giving you a time limit. <laughs> I actually had this thought. We're good. Like, Caroline's going to be in the back going like. Um. <laughs> 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 I feel like one of my favorite things that we've taken away from this conversation is like how to navigate relationships with trauma. I feel like we get a lot of questions about that. Mm -hmm. If you guys were to give one piece of advice to couples, yeah. given everything that your journey has mm -hmm. kind of gone through, what would that be? Wait, can I give you advice real quick? Cause yeah, <laughs> I just need a little piece. That I thought it was there. really easy. Well, let me it's start like, with you, like Sean. A, I, think you, I think you smudged the... You colored outside. You know how Danae was talking about coloring outside the lines? You did a little bit of that with your eyes. All right. You You're go. being creative, and yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> there you go. I appreciate your creative Thanks. outlook today. Yes. <laughs> if I could give anybody any piece of advice, I think it would be to lead with empathy. Mm -hmm. I don't think you can be angry. I don't think you could be judgmental. I don't think you can be overreactive if you're in an empathetic place. So I think we forget that, like, you are in a merriment or in a relationship with somebody that grew up so different than you. Mm -hmm. No matter what it may look like on the outside, there was different conversations in the household. There were different experiences. There's different personality traits. And I mean, like us as individuals, that's just an entire entity of things we can go down, but then try to create a relationship around two different worlds. I mean, I think we forget that. Mm -hmm. I think a lot, of, I mean, like the conversation you guys had about your relationship with family you would think growing up that everyone was like that, or you might mm -hmm. think that everyone was like the way that you were. And I think if you can be empathetic and open to other people's experiences, as well as finding empathy to have patience and just lead with kindness and love at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if you're not showing your partner unconditional love, then you're just hurting them, you know, like, and that was something I had to navigate really intensely and intently with Danae because I, even though I was so angry sometimes that she was choosing her mom's conversation mm -hmm. or the trauma that she had over me to where it hurt me deeply, I had to remember she's not doing this to me. She's doing this in a reaction of, mm -hmm. right? And so the empathy had to lead or I had to lead with that empathy to show her 
unconditional love no matter how you react to your trauma i'm still gonna love you through it Mm -hmm. and i think at the end at the end of the day there's no person that would be mad that you're showing them empathy you know Mm -hmm. there's only goodness that can come out of that Mm. absolutely um the how thing. you gonna follow that one? I don't know, man. <laughs> that was give me some, baby. That was yeah. um, the thing I've had to learn in our relationship when navigating it is when my wife comes to me and is telling me a feeling that she has or a problem or anxiety or a struggle, I want to find a solution. And uh, there's some moments where she's not looking for a solution. She's not looking for me to like lecture her, or give her like the clear answer to something. She just needs me to to be there and to listen to her. And so for me, it's just to really hone in and, and work on those listening skills. Cause I think I get that from my dad. My dad always gave me lessons and always gave me a solution versus sometimes I just needed my dad to just listen. So for me, I've had to like really work on that and make sure that she feels heard. Um, Cause especially as women, which it's funny, I don't know when God made me, I think he got real confused. He was like, we're gonna put you in a woman body but give you a man's brain. It's just, <laughs> so for me, like, I, I just have really had to to hone that skill and not always try to be the the masculine energy that wants to provide the solution and fix it in that moment yeah. as just, let's just listen for a moment make sure she feels really understood and really heard. Mm. So I love that. I bet you do. Oh, yeah. I bet you do. Cause it's, it happens at least once a day where I'm like, I got to work on that. Denise doesn't need a solution right now. <laughs> she just wants you to just freaking yeah. sit on a stool I mean, and listen to her talk while she's in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Love that. I know. To your point about empathy, someone the other day said, like, don't you think God's just up there, like, bored with (laughs) humans at this point after, like, thousands of years? I was like, no. The amount of ridiculousness, (laughs) like, everybody is so different and wild and quirky. It's like, bro, that would be. I think we keep surprising him, probably. I know. I have that feeling, too. What are you doing now? But that's what makes right. it fun. It's yeah, like, definitely. wow, you know, Murphy's Law, like any, yeah. anything that can happen will. It's like, all right, well, Absolutely. what are the possibilities today, baby? Know, it's, it's really crazy how you can have the same experience as 300 people and there will be 300 different reactions. Yeah. 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 I'm like, how are we all not crying, laughing, screaming or whatever? Like everyone's like the way that we react to good news and bad news. And like Danae was saying, like when she... When I do need her to just listen and she's being reactive, it's just like, why did you think that was going to work? Yeah. You know? And so it's like, it's it's comical. And I think that's where, like, you, the empathy comes in. It's just everyone's so funny. Mm-hmm. Like, And then you add media into that and social media and outside opinions. And then our world of having to manage that also while talking to a microphone right now, mm-hmm. hoping that this is being perceived well. You know? Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's like, just man, so... I really hope this comes across well. Yeah. yeah. Has social media been a good thing, net, net positive for you guys? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's given us more freedom to just live the life that we want to live. Mandy worked a nine-to-five before we met, and then I was tied to, you know, other people's schedule with real estate. With uh, content creation, it's like we not only get to – create the things that we're most passionate about. Like with Mandy, it's a lot of beauty, a lot of lifestyle, a lot of fashion, 
with me, it's comedy. That's all I've ever wanted to do. So not only are we filling those passions, but it also allows us, just like you guys, to be able to mm -hmm. spend the time during the day devoted to creating and then spending the time we want with our family. Yeah, and I think growing up, I think if myself or Danae saw a relationship like ours, our early 20s would have been a lot easier, um, just personally. <laughs> And then also, I think it's such a beautiful thing. You can connect with people that you would have never met. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had a message the other day that this person was going through chemo that would just go to our pages every single day and mm. just find joy in laughing with us. And she was like, this is what I do in chemo. And I'm like, what? Like, yeah. that is what our little 15 second <clears throat> minute clips can do for people. Like, and that's where all of the weird hate comments or the spam or whatever like it just doesn't matter because if you're changing somebody's day like making them smile because of a video that you created because you were having fun at home like how mm -hmm. freaking cool yeah you know? know people people give social media bad rap i know but i'm like it's pretty amazing it really it is. is i don't feel like people give social media bad rap that are our generation or younger if you've like grown up with it you understand yeah. it and you can utilize it I think it's really hard for anybody older than us yeah. to wrap their head around. Yeah. My dad's my my dad my dad <laughs> still <laughs> my daddy he still asks, "How do y'all make a living?" Yeah, yeah. you know yeah. it's very hard for him to yeah. understand. Just because, again, like you said, he just got an iPhone yeah. not long ago, so it's yeah. like yeah. I just feel like they're on the wrong side of the algorithm if it's not a positive space. Yeah. Or they're well, just I'm like, on you're Facebook. creating that space. You know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So my agent was like, you need to be on Facebook because when we start booking out your comedy tour, like Facebook is a big reason where we can find your demographic to know what yeah. cities to go to. So I was like, oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, let me get on Facebook. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. The comments, right. they're always... I love 65 and plus community, okay? But <laughs> on Facebook, it, let me just go and pinpoint this demographic. <clears throat> 65 to 75, they don't realize, or they, maybe they do, that they're leaving a really nasty public comment. I think they think sometimes they're sending it to somebody else and they're like, look at this ugly lady that looks like she could be a man in her wig. And I'm like, I'm <laughs> Why would you brutal. type that out? Yeah, uh, they're, brutal. they're brutal. And then they usually always have some sort of political affiliation as their cover profile or always. their profile picture. <laughs> um, and Do I'm just share all, like syndicate all your stuff to Facebook as well. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I will say this. That you you grow like yeah. wildfire on there. Yeah. Like you, but you gotta be, you, they will cut you to your knees. Yeah. yeah. I just always think it's funny. Like my parents are on Facebook and like yeah. nothing else. Yeah. yeah, and some of the links I get sent from like my mom, I'm just like, mom, what are you doing? <laughs> this is the Russians. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you can't be believing yeah. these. Uh, <laughs> she's like, did you see what happened? I'm like, yeah. that didn't happen. Yeah. I know, because like that age group, they're like propaganda, propaganda, and I'm like, y'all are yeah. propaganda yeah. on Facebook. Yeah. You are cultivating propaganda. Uh, like, yeah. it is the most. It's just the most depressive app I've ever been on. And I've never been on the right side of Facebook. So yeah. I'm not sure there is one. Um, I will continue to bless Facebook with my content <laughs> yeah. and not read the comments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's I can't just do today's it. content on there. I'm like, I don't even want to play read the in the sandbox. Comments are so bad. Mm, they're so bad. Fun. I have yeah. two more questions. One is, what are your goals career-wise now? Well, uh, we have a lot in the works right now that we haven't really been able to share. So thank you for asking that. But uh, right now I am writing 
with Mandy and some other songwriters in Nashville, um, a full-length comedy country album. So the album will be integrated. A lot of the songs will be integrated into my one-woman show. So I'm coming out with a comedy show, uh, hopefully by Q1 of next year. And the comedy show is going to be, it's not stand-up. It's uh, it's a one-woman show where I it is me the entirety of the show, and I'm going to have characters that I've created on TikTok integrated into the show. I'm going to be doing a lot of storytelling, and then those storytelling, or those stories rather, will lead into the songs that I've written about those stories. So, um, Can it's I gonna, buy tickets yet? Not yet, uh. but soon, but soon. <laughs> um, and Mandy has been helping me write the comedy show. She surprisingly... Being from California, she has such a knack for Southern culture and humor. I think because she has such a fresh perspective. Just so much funnier. Yeah. I yeah. think it's so much funnier. But uh, yeah, those are like the two big goals right now. And um, I, I can't, I'll tell you all fair, but it'll happen within a couple of weeks. Something really cool that. Um, I, like I was saying earlier, I, I love the creator process. And so obviously Instagram and building our social media platforms out, but writing the show has been so fun because it's not just people think that you're just like sitting down writing jokes, mm -hmm. but it's an entire show process of like, when you're going to enter the stage, what exit, mm -hmm. how are you going to integrate the audience? What type of way are you going to integrate each, you know, new character and stuff? So I'm helping write the show, helping write music. Um, I also she's a big right on road hard, which is so funny because she's so classy. Like me, it's like <laughs> so classy for her to write road hard and put up wet. I'm like this is weird. I know. Um, but I also like in this season, I'm a big support to Danae's career. But down the road, we are about to launch a podcast as well. Let's go. Um, so we would love to do like a podcast tour and have you guys on it, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, but also like I would love like a tv sit down morning show or a, just a conversation like and i think it'd be really fun for Zanay and i have a new space in that whether that looks like a late night show a morning show a talk show um but what i was also saying is Danae Danae recently signed to she has an agent now for tv and film as well and they're booking out her call me tour but also with so many more opportunities i mean like i am just so open to creative spaces as well as entertainment and so, like, my goals are obviously to build out her comedy career and our podcast and that tour, but also to just be more in the entertainment space. Like, I would love to do interviews for Vogue one day. Like, that would be so Sick. much fun. Um, I also love Architectural Digest, so I would love to, if I could tour some of those houses. Yeah. I would she would die. make, like, me and I've talked about it, hosting in some capacity or interviewing, whether that's at, like, New York Fashion Week or at the Oscars on the red carpet. Mandy just, like, loves high fashion, so she would know, like, you put me on the red carpet. I don't even know what those brands are, but right. Mandy loves high fashion. Like, Fashion Week would be, like, her jam. Yeah. So to be able to, like, host in some capacity, like, I think she'd oh, knock it out of the park. Yeah. So it was cool to see you do Tim McGraw. Well, not do Tim McGraw, but it was cool to see your interview <laughs> Tim McGraw a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just because that's the trajectory of where you want to go is to be able to get in those spaces. Yeah. And then with TV and film, if like ever say Danae had a TV show and they wanted me as a cameo, I wouldn't say no. We actually, nice. yeah. not to derail this combo, but Mandy and I got to be extras in um, a movie with. Um, Eugene Levy from Schitt's Creek, um, 
Diane Keaton and Kathy Bates Sick. back in March. That's awesome. Yeah. No, it was so cool to do that together because like we're sitting in this room where they're filming this scene with all these massive A-list actors. And like Mandy and I are like almost forgetting that we're on camera because we're like so enamored with the actors. <laughs> we're like watching them. And it was really cool to see them all do their thing. Like Kathy yeah. Bates is like a method actor. She never breaks character even oh, when wow. she's on lunch yeah. break. So like you can't go up and be like, hey, Kathy, because she's still in her character. Yeah. Eugene Levy's the most serious comedic person I've ever been around. Like he would go, he would be pacing the room and counting his steps and wow. and and being very <clears throat> strategic and methodical. That's and then so he'd get back to, to a comedy space where he's being super goofy. And then like Diane Keaton is Diane Keaton in every movie she plays, yeah. like on or off camera. Um, but I think we really got bit by the bug of I've always wanted to be in television and film, but I think Mandy really got bit by the bug when she was on set. For those two days because it was like this is this is such an art and mm -hmm. it's so mm -hmm. cool to see people do it mm. especially from behind the scenes when you've never seen that side of it yeah all right last thing i want to hear your engagement story oh my gosh y'all it was the best <laughs> we have a youtube video on it oh uh hopefully we don't have workout links in that YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh oh, mandy mandy it was her birthday and uh, I had booked a resort that I could barely afford at the time. This was back in. Uh, you could leave those details out. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, it was like a bougie resort in Southern California. I was like, babe, we do not belong here. But we about to be engaged here. <laughs> and I booked it. And um, I told her on her birthday on January 7th, I said, we're going to go to this really nice uh, steakhouse that's in the resort. She's like, babe, you're so sweet for doing this for me. Like, nobody's ever done something like this for my birthday. And I was Can like, I talk like that? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, get ready. Um, I was like, but hey, if we could, though, like, let's let's uh, get outside like an hour before our reservation. Because I want to fly the drone up and I want to take some pictures with the ocean in the background. And Because it's January at a beach resort, mm -hmm. there was like nobody there. So mm -hmm. it was like, we were all by ourselves. So we got out there an hour ahead of time and uh, I had put the ring in the drone pocket and I was like, okay, go, go stand over there while I get this drone ready. And she's like, no, 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 I'll just stand right here. And I'm like, go stand over there. <laughs> yeah. You put like, the ring on the drone? No, no, no. In the <laughs> drone, uh, like, like case. Cause yeah. I didn't want to lose it. Cause I was I in like a, I don't ever fly it. And so she knew I wasn't going to open it. Okay. So I was like, no, 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 go over there, Mandy. So uh, Mandy walks and takes her cute little place. And then I grab the ring and put it in my hand and then I fly the drone up and I get it just right to where I want it. And it's just beautiful landscape and Mandy and I are just right in the middle. And then I was like, all right, well, I'm going to snap a couple of photos with the drone. And um, I was like, let's do one where we spin. And so I spun her and as her back was to me, I got down on one knee and she spun around. I had the ring so and I was holding it up. And it was like in the video you see her, she goes like she just rocks back. Like, oh, my God, how did you pull this she, off? But I thought she fell at first. I was like, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. And uh, I had her mom and dad's at the very tip-top balcony. She had yeah. no idea that they were there. And so they started clapping. And then this lady that was on her balcony, she goes, I knew you were going to propose. Uh. And she started clapping. <laughs> and, really um, beautiful. and then we went and we had dinner at, uh, I think it's a bourbon steak. Is I, it? I think it is bourbon. The same Fancy. bourbon um, yeah, yeah, here, I believe they had one Have of that restaurant. Have you guys ever been to Dana Point? 
Yes. So it was the Monarch yeah. and Dana Point. Oh, sick. Yeah. It, they changed the name since. Somebody bought oh. them out. But okay, uh, well, yeah, it was. It's not the Monarch anymore. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was amazing. And then we uh, called my dad right after and got to celebrate with him. Oh, and, yeah. Um, yeah, the video is on, on YouTube and it's it's really cheesy because it looks like we're just going to have a, a vlog. And then at the end, you're like, wait a minute, this is a very extravagant <laughs> engagement. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you get married in Telluride? And. No, we went on a, a honeymoon in Telluride, and I got, Altitude. I got Altitude so sickness. sick. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck up!" <laughs> I ate a buffalo sandwich at the airport, which was no fault. bueno. You never do that <laughs> at the Montrose Airport. It, I think it has all of one gate and a man that's like buffalo sandwiches, buffalo sandwiches, and I was like, "God, I'm so hungry. I'll take one." And then by the time we got to our resort, I was altitude sick, and I was sick eating buffalo <laughs> chicken uh, so mandy and i had a day. very romantic honeymoon she was she had altitude sickness for like a day and a half and then we did we were able to like go and it was rough i'm not gonna lie we <laughs> went to tell you right once i could not function <laughs> really i was so sick the whole like yeah. My brain felt like it was coming out of my head. I'll never yeah. go again. <laughs> no, it was no. It was, it was beautiful. so beautiful. It's I 11, had a great time. It was nice. 11,000 feet above sea level. I literally thought my brain was exiting my body. Yeah. <laughs> no amount of Tylenol. Yeah. Nothing. I felt and the man, like death. He was like, just put this oxygen tank on your face and just like breathe so, in every 10 minutes i'm like what kind of honeymoon is this <laughs> he was like just like really suck it down and i was like <gasps> <laughs> so crazy how what are we on everest yeah. 